Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending April 2nd, 2021. I'm Sophie Antelgibert, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Alex Kuzli, investment strategist for Asia Pacific. Hello, Alex. Hi, Sophie. How are you? Very good. Thank you. It's great to see you. Um, thanks for joining us all the way from Australia today. It's a pleasure to, uh, to, to get to see you and talk with you. Yeah, you too. It's great to speak. Perfect. So I was hoping that we might be able to get your thoughts on three topics in particular that have sort of been making headlines this week and have certainly been top of mind for many investors um, globally. The first I was hoping is some comment from you around interest rates. I know that you and your team recently launched your global market outlook. Um, So I was hoping you might be able to comment on not only recent interest rate moves that we've seen in the past week and the past days, but also your outlook for interest rates for the next few months and and maybe the remainder of this year. Um, The second topic was all around the infrastructure plan um, that uh, President Biden in the U.S. has recently unveiled and also any any ways that that might end up getting financed, probably through tax increases and your view on how markets have responded to that uh, news. And then lastly, um, the Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year, has just um, occurred. So just curious your view and, um, and your read of the Chinese economy since then. Sound good? Perfect. Sounds great. Awesome. Well, starting maybe at the top um, on the interest rates. Uh, so interest rates have moved a little bit this week, a little bit up, a little bit down. Where are we now towards the end of the, the week? Obviously, we're actually recording this on on Thursday afternoon in Seattle and Friday morning in Australia. So we don't fully know how April 2nd is going to end, but where do we stand right now? Um, And how are markets sort of taking that news? Yeah, sure. So interest rates this week, it's kind of been interesting. We saw upward moves in the first three days of the week, and then we've seen a pretty big move lower on Thursday. So we've basically had a round trip in the US and in Germany um, we released our global market outlook, as you mentioned, uh, a couple of days ago. And one of the, the key parts of that is that we think that the bond sell-off is reaching kind of the limit of where we expect it to be. And when we look ahead the next you know, 12 months, what we think is that the, the 10-year yield is likely to trade in the 1.5% to 2% range. So a bit of movement we expect and volatility as markets digest the economic reopening. Um, but we do think there is an upside cap to how high rates will go. And the main reason for this is that we really do believe that the Fed uh, in this new regime, that they aren't going to be raising interest rates for at least two years. And so with that that runway, there is a a cap on the interest rates that we expect. I think it's interesting more broadly is that the bond, you know, the yield curves, the government yield curves we've seen really haven't steepened as much uh, outside of the United States. So if you look at Europe, we look at Japan, you know, they have much more aggressive central bank action in terms of maintaining long-end rates. Um, but we do think that as the economic recovery improves in Europe and we see that you know, economic rebound and the vaccine rollout, that we should see a little bit more move uh, outside of the United States. But again, we do think it's going to be quite limited. Interesting. Coming back to the United States for a moment, um, President Biden unveiled an ambitious infrastructure plan this week. Um, how has the market reacted and what is your sense on, you know, market reaction to the plan, but also to sort of ancillary funding choices around that and the impact potentially to an increase in, in taxes in order to be able to fund the plan? 
Yeah, it's been an interesting reaction this week because if you look at the US S&P 500, it's just broken through 4,000. And I think that, you know, when we think about the fiscal impact of this policy, they plan on closely fully funding this infrastructure spending through tax increases for those families earning above $400,000 and also the corporate tax rate. And I think that was last week Paul Ardeman was was foreshadowing this announcement uh, the big thing about it is that we need, there's still a lot of negotiations because there are some in the Democrat Party that are a little bit more hesitant to increase tax rates. Um, but even if we do see that, we're still only taking back half of the tax cuts and jobs, um, tax cuts from 2017. So uh, there is going to be a hit to, to corporate earnings, but you know, we are still going to have a lower tax rate than we had before Trump. All right. And coming back to a place that's a little closer to you, Alex, um, China. Uh, just celebrated the the Lunar New Year, um, and you know people are back to work now. What are what's your read on the economy? Are there any changes there? What what are you keeping your eye out on? So we have um, so I mean the more broad view of our outlook on China is the thing that we think is driving a lot of the outlook is the change in fiscal and monetary regime. So that you know China were the first into COVID lockdowns; they were first out. They're now leading in terms of policy normalization, but the real emphasis here is that it's gradual, uh, and we do think that if we see some signs of volatility in data, the authorities will come back a little bit. We're starting to see the flow of data post Lunar New Year. Now, it's very you have to be careful with interpreting this data. There's a lot of seasonality because you have you know shutdowns in production, and then you have these big jumps back as people come back to work. Um, but the data we have, so we've had PMIs, um, the purchasing manager indices for. Uh, both services and manufacturing. And even with you, when you take those um, seasonalities into account, it does look quite strong. Um, the economy has kind of come back quite nicely. Uh, and the more encouraging part of that is if we look within those um, those data points, it's the forward-looking parts that look quite good. So new orders is looking uh, was stronger than expected and also new export orders. So this global reopening is obviously providing some benefit to Chinese manufacturers as well. Great. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Thanks for sharing your perspective with us and for joining us. And thank you. We'll see you again soon.